are listening to the most original talk radio station anywhere. We are L.A. Talk Radio at latalkradio.com. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. You are now in the Sapphire Planet. Medieval Europe, during the early Middle Ages, was characterized by depopulation, de-urbanization, and barbarian invasion, all of which had begun in late antiquity. The barbarian invaders formed their own new kingdoms in the remains of the Western Roman Empire. In the 7th century, North Africa and the Middle East, once part of the Eastern Empire, became part of the caliphate after conquest by Muhammad's successors. Although there were substantial changes in society and political structures, the break was not as extreme as once put forth by historians, with most of the new kingdoms incorporating as many of the existing Roman institutions as they could. Christianity expanded in Western Europe and monasteries were founded. In the 7th and 8th centuries, the Franks, under the Carolingian dynasty, established an empire covering much of Western Europe. It lasted until the 9th century, when it succumbed to pressures from new invaders the Vikings. During the High Middle Ages, which began after 1000 AD, the population of Europe increased greatly as new technology and agricultural innovations allowed trade to flourish and crop yields to increase. Manoralism the organization of peasants into villages 
that owed rents and labor services to nobles, and feudalism, a political structure whereby knights and lower-status nobles owed military service to their overlords in return for the rights to rent from their lands and manors, were two of the ways of organizing medieval society that developed during the High Middle Ages. Kingdoms became more centralized after the decentralizing effects of the breakup of the Caroline Empire. The Crusades, which were first preached in 1095 AD, were an attempt by Western Christians to regain control of the Holy Land from the Muslims, and succeeded long enough to establish some Christian states in the Near East. Intellectual life was marked by scholarism and the founding of universities, while the building of Gothic cathedrals was one of the outstanding artistic achievements of the age. the late Middle Ages were marked by a number of difficulties and calamities. Famine, plague, and war decimated the population of Western Europe. The Black Death alone killed approximately a third of the population between the year 1347 and 1350 A.D. It was one of the deadliest pandemics in human history. Starting in Asia, the disease reached the Mediterranean and Western Europe during the late 1340s and killed tens of millions of Europeans in six years, almost a third of the population. The Middle Ages witnessed the first sustained urbanization of North, Northern and Western Europe. Many modern European states owe their origins to events unfolding in the Middle Ages. Present European political boundaries are in many regards the result of the military and dynastic achievements during this tumultuous period. The Middle Ages lasted until the beginning of the early modern period in the 16th century, marked by the rise of nation-states, the division of Western Christianity in the Reformation, and the rise of humanism in the Italian Renaissance, and the beginnings of European overseas expansion which allowed for the Columbian Exchange. Medieval Sub-Saharan Africa was home to many different civilizations. The Eskimite Empire declined in the 7th century as Islam cut it off from its Christian allies and its people moved further into the Ethiopian highlands for protection. 
they eventually gave way to the Zogwe dynasty, who are famed for their rock-cut architecture at Lalabella. The Zogwe would then fall to the Solomonic dynasty, who claimed descent from the Askermite Empire and would rule the country well into the 20th century. In the West African Sahal region, many Islamic empires rose, such as the Ghan Empire, the Mali Empire, the Songhai Empire, and the Kanem Empire. They controlled the trans-Saharan trade in gold, ivory, salt, and slaves. South of the Sahel civilizations rose in the coastal forests where horses and camels could not survive. These included the Yoruba city of If and the Oyo Empire, the Igbo Kingdom of Nri, which produced advanced bronze art, and the Akan, who are noted for their intricate architecture. What is now modern Zimbabwe? Various kingdoms evolved from the kingdom of Mampugwe in modern South Africa. They flourished through trade with the Swahili people on the East African coast. They built large defensive stone structures without mortar, such as Great Zimbabwe, capital of the Kingdom of Zimbabwe, Kwame, capital of the Kingdom of Bhutto, and Danome, capital of Roswe Empire. The Sawali people themselves were inhabitants of the East African coast from Kenya to Mozambique, who traded extensively with Asians and Arabs who introduced them to Islam. They built many port cities, such as Mombasa, Zanzibar, and Kilawa, which were known to Chinese sailors under the Zenghi and also known to Islamic geographers. the Indian subcontinent. In northern India, after the fall in the year 5500 of the Gupta Empire, the region divided into a complex and fluid network of smaller kingdoms, including the Rajput states. Early Muslim incursions began in the west in the year 711 AD when the Arab Empire annexed much of present-day Pakistan. Arab military advancement was largely halted at that point, but Islam still spread in India, largely due to the influence of Arab merchants along the western coast in the 12th century. Turkic Muslims would found the Delhi Sultanate 
which would control most of the northern subcontinent. At the end of the 15th century, the Muslim Deccan Sultanates would arise from the west coast to east in the middle of the Indian Peninsula. Post-classical dynasties in southern India included those of the Chukalas, the Hoylais, the Cholas. Science, engineering, art, literature, astronomy, and philosophy flourished under the patronage of these kings. In East Asia, after a period of relative disunity, the Su dynasty reunified China in the year 581 AD and under the succeeding Tang dynasty from the year 618 to 907 AD. China entered a second golden age. The Tang dynasty eventually splintered, however, and after half a century of turmoil, the Northern Song dynasty reunified China in the year 982. Yet pressure from nomadic empires to the north became increasingly urgent. North China was lost to the Jurchens in the year 1141, and the Mongol Empire conquered all of China in the year 1279 AD, along with almost half of the Eurasian landmass. After about a century of Mogul Wan dynasty rule, the ethnic Chinese reasserted control with the founding of the Ming dynasty in the year 1368. In Japan, the imperial lineage had been established by this time and during the Asuka period, which was the year 538 to 710, the Yamato province developed into a clearly centralized state. Buddhism was introduced, and there was an emphasis on the adoption of elements of Chinese culture and Confucianism. The Nara period of the 8th century marked the emergence of a strong Japanese state and is often portrayed as a golden age. During this period, the imperial government undertook great public works, including government offices, temples, roads, and irrigation systems. The Heian period, the year 794 to 1185, saw the peak of imperial power, followed by the rise of militarized clans and the beginnings of Japanese feudalism. The feudal period of Japanese history, dominated by powerful regional families known as daimyo and the military rule of warlords known as shoguns, stretched from the year 1185 to 1868 AD. The emperor remained, but mostly as a figurehead, and the power of merchants was weak. 
post-classical Korea, saw the end of the Three Kingdoms era, the Three Kingdoms being Joguryeo, Baekje, and Silla. Silla conquered Baekje in the year 660 and Goryeo in 668, marking the beginning of the North and South States period, with unified Silla in the south and Bale, the successor to the state of Goryeo in the north. About 900 AD, this arrangement reverted back to the later three kingdoms, with Goryeo, then called Hugoryeo, and eventually named Goryeo, emerging as a dominant unifying the entire peninsula by the year 936. The founding Goryeo dynasty ruled until 1392, succeeded by the Joseon dynasty, which ruled for the next 500 years. In Central Asia, starting with the Su dynasty from 581 to 618, the Chinese began expansion into Eastern Central Asia and had to deal with Turkic nomads who were becoming the most dominant ethnic group in Central Asia, including the Samnid dynasty, that of the Seljuk Turks and the Khwarezmid Empire. The most spectacular power to rise out of Central Asia developed when Genghis Khan united the tribes of Mongolia, the Mongol Empire, Asia, and China, as well as large parts of Russia and the Middle East. After Genghis Khan died in the year 1227 AD, most of Central Asia continued to be dominated by the successor Chigante Kanate. In 1369, Timur, a Turkic leader of the Mongol military tradition, conquered most of the region. Timur's large empire collapsed soon after his death. The region then became divided among a series of smaller kingdoms. Southeast Asia, in the beginning of the Middle Ages, saw the fall of the kingdom of Funan to the Chenlan kingdom, which was then replaced by the Kamar Empire in 802 AD. The Kamar's capital city was Angar, was the largest city in the world prior to the Industrial Age, and came, contained over a thousand temples the most famous being Angkor Wat. The Sukhothai and Atoya kingdoms were major powers of the Thai people who were influenced by Kamar. Starting in the 9th century, the pagan kingdom rose to prominence in modern Burma. Other notable kingdoms of this period include the Lavo Kingdom, the Champas, and Harpuchi Kingdom. 
It was also during this period that Islam spread to present-day Indonesia, beginning in the 13th century, and the Malay states began to emerge. In Oceania, the Tutonga Empire was founded in the 10th century AD and expanded between 1200 and 1500. Tonga culture, language, and influence spread widely within Polynesia during this period. Through East, Rotuma, Batuna, Samoa, Nua, and parts of Micronesia, Vanuatu, New Caledonia, and the Loyalty Islands. Indigenous written records from this period are scant, but some history can be established through oral traditions, archaeology, and linguistics. The Americas in North America, this period saw the rise of the Mississippian culture in the modern United States, circa 800 AD, marked by the extensive 12th century urban complexes at Cahokai. The ancient Pueblo peoples and their predecessors from the 9th to the 13th centuries built extensive permanent settlements, including some stone structures that remain the largest buildings in North America until the 19th century. In Mesoamerica, the Teohacan civilization fell and the classic Maya collapse occurred. The Aztecs came to dominate much of Mesoamerica in the 14th and 15th centuries. Meanwhile, in South America, in the 14th and 15th centuries, saw the rise of the Inca. The Inca Empire, with its capital at Cusco, spanned the entire Andes mountain range making it the most extensive pre-Columbian civilization. The Inca were prosperous and advanced, known for an excellent road system and unrivaled masonry. Modern history is the history of the period following the Middle Ages. Contemporary history is the history that only covers events from the year 1900 to the present day. The early modern period is a term used by historians to refer to the period between the Middle Ages and the Industrial Revolution roughly the year 1500 to 1800 A.D. The early modern period is characterized by the rise of science, 
and by increasingly rapid technological progress, secularized civic politics, and the nation-state. Capitalistic economies began their rise, initially in northern Italian republics, such as Genoa, the early modern period also saw the rise and the dominance of the mercantilist economic theory. As such, the early modern period represents the decline and the eventual disappearance in much of the European sphere of feudalism, serfdom, and the power of the Catholic Church. The period includes the late decades of the Protestant Reformation, the disastrous Thirty-Year War, the Age of Discovery, European colonial expansion, and the peak of the European witch hunting. Europe's Renaissance beginning in the 14th century, consisted of the rediscovery of the classical world's scientific contributions and of the economic and social rise of Europe. But the Renaissance also endangered a culture of inquisitiveness which ultimately led to humanism and the scientific revolution. Although it saw social and political upheaval and revolutions in many intellectual pursuits, the Renaissance is perhaps known best for its artistic developments and the contributions of people such as Leonardo da Vinci and Michelangelo, who inspired the term Renaissance man. This era in European culture also saw the 16th century Protestant Reformation and the 17th century Age of Enlightenment, which led the Scientific Revolution. During this period, European powers came to dominate most of the world. One theory of why that happened holds that Europe's geography played an important role in its success. The Middle East, India, and China are all ringed by mountains and oceans, but once past these outer barriers, they are nearly flat. By contrast, the Pyrenees, Alps, Apennines, Carpathians, and other mountain ranges run through Europe, and the continent is also divided by several seas. 
This gave Europe some degree of protection from the peril of Central Asian invaders. Before the era of firearms, these nomads were militarily superior to the agricultural states on the periphery of the Eurasian continent. And if they broke out into the plains of northern India or the valleys of China, were all but unstoppable. These invasions were often devastating. The Golden Age of Islam was ended by the Mongol sack of Baghdad in the year 1258 AD. India and China were subject to periodic invasions and Russia spent a couple of centuries under the Mongol Tatar yoke. Central and Western Europe logistically were more distant from the Central Asian heartland, proved less vulnerable to these threats. Geography contributed to important geopolitical differences. For most of their histories, China, India, and the Middle East were each unified under a single dominant power that expanded until it reached the surrounding mountains and deserts. In the 1600s, the Ottoman Empire controlled almost all of the Middle East, the Ming Dynasty ruled China, and the Mughal Empire held sway over India. By contrast, Europe was almost always divided into a number of warring states. Pan-European empires, with the notable exception of the Roman Empire, tended to collapse soon after they arose. Another doubtless important geographic factor in the rise of Europe was the Mediterranean Sea, which for millennia had functioned as a maritime superhighway, fostering the exchange of goods, people, ideas, and inventions. Nearly all the agricultural civilizations have been heavily constrained by their environments. Productivity remained low and climatic changes easily instigated boom and bust cycles that brought about civilizations rise and fall. By the year 1500, however, there was a qualitative change in world history. Technological advance and the wealth generated by trade gradually brought about a widening of possibilities. Many have argued that Europe's institutions allowed it to expand, that property rights and free market economics were stronger than elsewhere 
due to an idea of freedom peculiar to Europe. Europe's maritime expansion, unsurprisingly, given the continent's geography, was largely the work of its Atlantic states. Portugal, Spain, England, France, and the Netherlands. Initially, the Portuguese and Spanish empires were the predominant conquerors and source of influence and their union resulted in the Iberian Union, the first global empire on which the sun never set. Soon, the more northern English, French, and Dutch began to dominate the Atlantic. In a series of wars fought in the 17th and 18th centuries, culminating with the Napoleonic Wars, Britain emerged as the new world power. There was also very many regional developments. Persia came under the rule of the Safavid Empire in 1501 and then was succeeded by the Afsharid Empire in 1736 and the Qajar Empire in 1796. The Ottoman Empire, after taking Constantinople in 1453, quickly gained control of the Middle East, the Balkans, and most of North Africa. Elsewhere in Africa, this period saw a decline in many civilizations and advancement in others. The Swahili coast declined after coming under Portuguese control. In West Africa, the Songhai Empire fell to the Moroccans in 1591 when they invaded with guns. The South African Kingdom of Zimbabwe gave way. Ethiopia suffered from the year 1531 invasion from neighboring Muslim Adal Sanan and in 1769 entered the Zamim Mesafin or the Age of Princes, during which the emperor became a figurehead and the country was ruled by warlords, though the royal line would later recover. The Ajaran Empire in the Horn of Africa began to decline in the 17th century. Other civilizations in Africa advanced during this period. The Oyo Empire experienced its golden age, as did the Benin Empire. The Ashani Empire rose to power in what is modern-day Ghana in the year 1670. The Kingdom of the Congo also thrived during this period. European exploration of Africa reached its zenith at this time. The Pacific Islands of Oceania would also be affected by European contact. 
starting with the circumnavigational voyage of Fernand Magellan, who landed in the Marianas and other islands in 1521. Also notable were the voyages of Abel Tasman, 1642-1644, to present-day Australia, New Zealand, and nearby islands, and also the voyages of Captain James Cook from 1768 to 1779, who made the first recorded European contact with Hawaii. Britain would found its first colony in Australia in 1788. In the Americas, the Western European powers vigorously colonized the newly discovered continents, largely displacing the indigenous populations and destroying the advanced civilizations of the Aztecs and the Inca. Spain, Portugal, Britain, and France all made extensive territorial claims and undertook large-scale settlement. Portugal claimed Brazil. Spain claimed the rest of South America, Mesoamerica, and Southern North America. Britain colonized the east coast of North America, and France colonized regions of North America. Russia made incursions onto the northwest coast of North America with a first colony in present-day Alaska in 1784 and the outpost of Fort Ross in present-day California in 1812. In 1762, in the midst of the Seven Year War, France secretly seceded most of its North American claims to Spain in the Treaty of Fontainebleau. Thirteen of the British colonies declared independence as the United States of America in 1776, ratified by the Treaty of Paris in 1783, ending the American Revolutionary War. Napoleon Bonaparte won France's claims back from Spain in the Napoleonic Wars in the 1800s, but sold them to the United States in 1803 as the Louisiana Purchase. In Russia, Ivan IV, otherwise known as Ivan the Terrible, was crowned in 1547 the first Tsar of Russia, and by annexing the Turkic Kahedis in the east, transformed Russia into a regional power. 
the countries of Western Europe, while expanding prodigiously through technological advancement and colonial conquest, competed with each other economically and militarily in a state of almost constant war. Often the wars had a religious dimension, either Catholic versus Protestant, or in Eastern Europe, Christian versus Muslim. Wars of particular note include the Thirty Year War, the War of the Spanish Succession, the Seven Year War, the French Revolutionary Wars. Napoleon came to power in France in 1799, an event foreshadowing the Napoleonic Wars of the early 19th century. Now in the modern period, the scientific revolution changed humanity's understanding of the world and led to the Industrial Revolution, a major transformation of the world's economies. The scientific revolution in the 17th century had made little immediate impact on industrial technology. Only in the second half of the 18th century did scientific advances begin to be applied significantly to practical invention. The Industrial Revolution began in Great Britain and used new modes of production. The factory, mass production, mechanization, to manufacture a wide array of goods faster and using less labor than previously thought possible. The Age of Enlightenment also led to the beginnings of modern democracy in the late 18th century. American and French revolutions occurred. Democracy and republicanism would grow to have a profound effect on the world's events and the quality of life. After Europeans had achieved influence and controls over the Americas, the empirical activities of the West turned to the lands of the East and Asia. By the 19th century, the European states had social and technological advantages over Eastern lands. Britain gained control of the Indian subcontinent, Egypt, and the Malay Peninsula the French took Indochina, while the Dutch cemented their control over the Dutch East Indies. The British also colonized Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa, with large numbers of British colonists emigrating to these colonies. Russia colonized large pre-agriculture areas of Siberia. In the 19th century, the European powers divided the remaining areas of Africa. Within Europe, economic and military challenges created a system of nation-states, and ethno-linguistic groupings began to identify themselves as distinctive nations with aspirations for cultural and political autonomy. This nationalism would become important to peoples across the world in the 20th century. 
During the Industrial Revolution, the world economy became reliant on coal as fuel, as new methods of transport, such as railways and steamships, effectively shrank the world. Meanwhile, industrial pollution and environmental damage, present since the discovery of fire and the beginning of civilization, accelerated drastically. The advantage that Europe had developed by the mid-18th century were two, an entrepreneurial culture and the wealth generated by the Atlantic trade. By the 16th century, silver from the Americas accounted for the Spanish Empire's wealth. The profits of the slave trade and of West Indian plantations amounted to 5% of the British economy at the time of the Industrial Revolution. Meanwhile, some historians concluded that, in 1750, labor productivity in the most developed regions of China was still on par with that of Europe's Atlantic economy. Other historians hold the per capita productivity of Western Europe had by the late Middle Ages surpassed that of all other regions. The 20th century opened with Europe at the apex of wealth and power, and with much of the world under its direct colonial control, or its indirect domination. Much of the rest of the world was influenced by heavenly Europeanized nations, the United States, and Japan. As the century unfolded, however, the global systems dominated by rival powers was subject to severe strains and ultimately yielded to a more fluid structure of independent nation organized on Western models. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet. Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.